Welcome to Parents' Rights Now, a production of Parents' Rights in Education, hosted by Suzanne Gallagher. We are committed to valuing students, empowering parents, and supporting communities to secure great educations for public school children in America. PRE welcomes all students, families, and community members who care about scholastic success for K-12 public school students. Visit our website, parentsrightsined.org, and like us on Facebook. Our chapters include Arizona, Alaska, Colorado, Idaho, Illinois, Montana, Ohio, Oregon, Texas, Washington, and Wisconsin. Join us by filling out the form on our website titled, Join Us. You will find information regarding issues and information about local and state chapters. Hey guys, it's Suzanne Gallagher and it is Tuesday, the 8th of March. And we are up to our eyeballs signing up chapter leaders for pre And in addition to that, in the state of Oregon, we are endorsing candidates. We have endorsed Mark Thielman for governor. He's a fantastic, perfect candidate to represent our issue, and that is parents' rights in education. He is a very um, well-known, now nationally known, superintendent of a small school district in Oregon. And I'll say this about Mark. He is smart. Nobody intimidates Mark Thielman, and he will fight for our issues in the state of Oregon. So looking forward to working with him uh, during this upcoming election cycle. We do vote for our Oregon governor in May. And then we also have endorsed a couple of state House and Senate candidates in the state of Oregon, as well as candidates for Congress. Very exciting time for parents' rights in education, both in Oregon and many other states that we work with. Today, I want to highlight the state of Montana and their leader, Cheryl Tuscan. Cheryl is, uh, she is right on when it comes to the issues. She is fierce. She fights for those rights and she is leading Montanans in the fight for parental rights. She was just featured in an article by the Montana Free Press. And that article came out on the 4th of March and is written by Alex Sakariasen. And it's titled, What the Parental Rights Movement Wants. And I want to share that article with you today. It may take me a couple of podcasts to get it all complete, but wow, what a powerful article about what's going on in Montana. Now, as you are listening to it, I want you to understand that Cheryl is not a professional. She is an activist. She is an activist leader for parents' rights in education. And she is a great role model for any of you out there who are thinking about stepping up. All righty, here we go. What the parental rights movement wants from masks to critical race theory. Frustration is fueling a movement to reshape public education in Montana. And by the way, who wouldn't who would think that Montana would have an issue along these lines? Oh, yes, they do. Just like Idaho and other states, even uh, Arizona and Texas, 
I mean, the states that you would think would be no problem. We always think somebody else is worse than us, don't we? Or better than us. But actually, they're all about the same. They're all being attacked by the same individuals who want to upend parents' rights. So here we go. This is the article. When Jen Schneider and her husband Chris withdrew their two elementary age boys from the Billings school system last fall, the decision was heartbreaking. Schneider had played an active role in their education since her oldest son's early days in kindergarten. Volunteering to help with school events and in classrooms, and she developed a deep respect for and connection to the educators in her children's lives. Quote, we really do like the public school system in Billings, Schneider told Montana Free Press in an interview this week. One of my best friends is a teacher. We've gotten to know our public school, our elementary school pretty well, and we really love the principal and the teachers. Public school is what we chose for education. The problem was masking. On the eve of the fall 2021 semester, an outbreak of COVID-19 on Skyview High School's varsity football team prompted Superintendent Greg Upham to issue a last-minute mandatory masking policy for all students and staff in the district. Schneider said her sons hadn't fared well with masking the previous year. Her youngest, in first grade, hadn't developed an attachment to his teacher or the classroom, while her oldest, in fourth grade, began to experience challenges processing information that she'd thought he'd shaken years before. Both Schneider said also exhibited anxiety. They'd pushed through the 2021 school year, hoping the district's pandemic protocols would relax the following fall. After Upham's announcement, though, Schneider said her boys were a wreck over the whole thing. It was a heartfelt conversation between my kids and I, with a lot of tears and a lot of emotions about what this really looks like for us and how we can move forward in the best way for our family, she said. In the end, Schneider said the boys asked to be homeschooled. And as daunting as the prospect was, she agreed. I'm going to interrupt this for a second to just let you know that we will be posting the link to the full article in the show notes. Throughout the pandemic, health measures adopted by schools to prevent the spread of COVID-19 have resulted in difficult, even painful conversations for families nationwide. Parents on either side of the masking debate have expressed frustration and outright anger towards school officials for doing too much or not doing enough. Days after Upham's announcement, hundreds of people gathered outside the Yellowstone County Courthouse to oppose the mask mandate. 
Schneider was there too. So too was State Superintendent Elsie Arnson. But as that protest and other public gatherings demonstrate, school masking in schools is not an isolated issue. It has become inextricably tied to a larger movement. And I want to say something here about these rallies and protests. Parents' Rights and Education does support parents getting involved and making their voices known at school board meetings and also in public places like, you know, in front of a courthouse or in front of the legislature. However, we do not support adults uh, encouraging students and, uh, uh, for example, We've seen this in Oregon, encouraging students to storm into school buildings unmasked. And in some cases, these students are very young. They're grade school age kids. And we do oppose the manipulation of minor children in the fight against these policies that are adult policies in the district. We are opposed to using children to further political purposes. For example, we oppose Advocates for Youth uh, recruiting students through the public school system to protest and riot after the George Floyd incident. And of course, there are many other examples of that. Continuing with the article, What the Parental Rights Movement Wants, parental rights has become a rallying cry in communities across Montana over the past year fusing social and religious beliefs, political agendas, and the personal lives of families into a concentrated body of activism and messaging. Members of the movement have coalesced at school board meetings on courthouse lawns and on the steps of the state capitol to call for a cessation of masking policies as well as the removal or prohibition of certain lessons, images, and words from classrooms. The specific goals and concerns may vary from person to person, but the overreaching complaint is uniform. Public education has overstepped the bounds of its institutional authority, usurping the parental prerogative to shape their children's values. Parental rights advocates want that power back. Public education has gotten to be so big that the citizens are left behind as education experts from the United States Department of Education make decisions for the smallest of communities and local school boards rubber stamp policies that are attached to funds. According to Cheryl Tuscan, director of the Montana chapter of Parents' Rights in Education, she wrote via email, quote, this then leaves parents feeling like they don't get to have a say in the education of their children and that they are not welcome, unquote. Parents' Rights in Education or PRE, is a national nonprofit that opposes mandatory masking policies critical race theory, comprehensive sex education, and what it calls an out of 
balanced representation of LGBTQ ideology in public schools. Tuscan said the Montana chapter was established in May of 2021. Specifying the rights of parents in educational settings is tricky business. The U.S. Constitution doesn't explicitly outline any. Advocates such as Tuscan rely on legal opinions in a handful of United States Supreme Court rulings to assert that parents have the right to direct the spiritual, emotional, mental, and educational upbringing of their children. Republican-led efforts in Congress over the past decade to formally enshrine those rights in the Constitution have repeatedly failed to gain traction and have resurfaced as recently as last fall in response to the latest wave of national debate. In Montana, the legal picture gained some definition last spring with the legislature's passage of Senate Bill 400, sponsored by Senator Teresa Manzella, Republican, from Stevensville. The new law prohibits government agencies from interfering with, quote, the fundamental right of parents to direct the upbringing, education, health care, and mental health of their children, unquote, and establishes that right as grounds for parents to pursue legal remedies. Parental rights advocates hailed Senate Bill 400 as a significant political victory, while state public education associations opposed it on the grounds that it could expose school districts to costly legal battles at taxpayer expense. That prediction began to play out almost immediately with parent plaintiffs filing a pair of lawsuits in Missoula and Bozeman last fall alleging that school masking policies violated the new law. District court judges in both cases rejected requests to block the school policies, as did a Yellowstone County judge presented with a similar request in December. The Missoula Bozeman plaintiffs, among them the liberty-oriented nonprofit Stand Up for Montana, filed a combined appeal to the Montana State Supreme Court last month, characterizing the case in an opening brief as a matter of individuality, privacy, and a fundamental desire to forge one's own path. Quote, the school districts do not rule over the schools with limitless authority, unquote, the brief said. Quote, they, like all other governmental entities, are constrained by the law and the Constitution, unquote. All three districts revised their policies last month to make masking optional. Other parents have greeted the masking debate as a call to a different sort of action. When Jim Riley first moved to, the, to Flathead from California in 2019, he said he'd felt he'd finally found a home that aligned with his family's conservative values. He and his wife enrolled their two elementary-aged children in Kalispell Smith Valley District and looked to get involved in the community. 
His wife joined the local parent-teacher committee. He launched a campaign for a seat on the school board. He won that seat in May. The board voted in late summer to make masking optional in the fall, but before that decision was made, Riley said he faced a personal choice. Withdraw his kids from Smith Valley and enroll them in a nearby private school, Stillwater Christian, or miss the window for private enrollment. He opted for the former. Quote, they were taking a student roll call over the summer of who was coming back, Riley recalled. At that time, they'd not dropped the mandates officially from the school, and I had to make a very tough decision, especially based on my elected position, to not enroll my kids in the school that I was on the board of, unquote. When the district did relax its policy in the fall to make masks optional, Riley decided to keep his children at Stillwater Christian, describing it as, quote, a far better opportunity, unquote, for them. He said his family had no plans to return the kids to Smith Valley. Asked about serving on the board of a school his kids don't attend, Riley said his exposure to private education in his community gives him insights that could benefit public schools. Riley went on to say, as a community member, I pay taxes to Smith Valley School, as well as I have a vested interest in the education of the students in the community, because they will be future leaders and business owners, teachers, coaches, Riley said. So if I can bring great tools, resources, education, materials, and foundational elements to the kids in my own community, we all benefit from that. We'll continue our story about Montana next time. This is Parents' Rights, now. Oh, and please check your show notes. We have a link to a brief questionnaire. We'd really uh, love to have you fill out. You could help us out a lot if you would do that. Uh, Give us some feedback about what you think about PRE. It would be so, so great if you could help us out financially as well. And uh, we do give assistance to all of our chapters. Uh, You can indicate that you prefer for the money to go directly to the state. And PRE keeps 20% of that and 80% goes to the chapters to help them with their expenses for printing, etc. A lot of them are putting on events. We encourage them to do that. And so this helps them to grow and to take action. Anyway, just go to the donate page on our website, parentsrightsined.org. Thanks so much.